Life is a piece of cake With layers defined by our mistakes So happy birthday Hooray! Blow the candles out Start another year Here's what you don't do and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And it's first. And we're starting. Hi. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Here's What You Don't Do, the podcast where we talk about, you know, all the stuff you've botched and ruined and the metaphorical batch of cookies that you left in the oven too long, but it's okay because it was a bad recipe anyway. Um, and you became a better baker <laughs> after that. Uh, because we're all learning and we're growing and stuff. But yeah, you've messed things up. We all have. We're going to talk about it right now. You and me and Rob Tunstall. I'm Sam yeah. Domboski. Um, I'm this, your host. This is the inaugural episode. This is the inaugural episode. Uh, normally we would have a third person guest on. Rob is our technical wizard audio <laughs> engineer person yeah. yeah don't give me that Wait. look you can't see that look but boy would you be irked <laughs> if someone gave it to you um but yeah since he's gonna be here for all of it um I've rob th- gets his own I've podcast too. to learn to start accepting when people call me a wizard it's true yeah yeah, put your goddamn robe on, bro. <laughs> robe. I just called you robe because I got myself real confused. Put your goddamn robe on, robe. <laughs> What's this empty robe doing here? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before before we really dig into what Rob's got to tell us, mm-hmm. we're all going to take a second think about what you're doing really check in with yourself uh have a moment you know mindfulness feel your surroundings uh think about what you're doing right now and ask yourself is it a good idea are you just poking a cat Don't. don't don't poke a cat. <laughs> I guarantee you that cat does not like it. They don't. And is probably giving you numerous signs. You should stop poking it. Are you are you that cat? Wait, wait, where is this going? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying if you're that cat in a situation to be poked, maybe you're thinking about lashing out. Okay. Maybe don't. Actually, you know what? Go ahead. That one's a good idea. <laughs> I like I feel like we got uncomfortably close to victim blaming. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a solution where everyone was happy and then it occurred to oh, me that yeah. like that person should not be happy. There's an aggressor in this situation. Yeah. 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 There's a very clear power dynamic and yeah. one party is right and one party is wrong. So you know what, cat? Fucking sock it to him. Yeah. Scratch him up. I don't think people think about the power dynamics with their pets enough. 
think they do. Because it's so, it's, well, it's just so set that like you're the one in charge. Yeah. Actually, except for with cats, there seems to be the assumption that like the cat's in charge. Yeah. It's not. Oh. I've had a cat. I was very much in charge of the cat. I'm not especially fond of cats as a whole because mm. I find them a little hoity-toity. <laughs> I've met some really nice cats, but I don't have any interest in attempting that process of getting to know a cat. You ever like meet someone and they're like, I like dogs more than people and... I'm always, every time I hear that in my head, I'm just like, oh, interesting. You like this animal that's completely subservient to you more than people with their own thoughts and feelings. What does those, that say about you? Those tend to be the kind of people who don't want input from anyone. Right. <laughs> they want someone that will come along and say, oh, my gosh, you're the best. I have no context for judging you because I don't know how human relationships work. Please love me. I love you so much. Can we go outside now? <laughs> like, I love dogs. Who doesn't? Because they're like, I mean, they are like, they have a lot of the attributes of people that I love to be around, mm-hmm. which is that they're, they just love, they love people. Yeah. They like people. They're open. They're friendly. They're, every once in a while, they're kind of derpy, and I'm like, "That's great. You are you are going through life, kind of screwing stuff up every once in a while. But gosh, you're having a good time. It's a real shame you can never have a dog as a guest on this podcast because dogs have made lots of mistakes, and they have a great attitude about them. Why are you telling me I can't have a dog as a guest? Uh, because of my understanding of how dogs work. <laughs> Well, is that, am I misinformed? Can dogs talk? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> like the, the next time I bring a dog. On. How amazing would it be if dogs could talk and I was the only one who didn't know and you got to be the one right now in this moment to tell me. And everyone's just been playing dumb around you yeah. your entire life because they feel bad that you're the only person who can't talk to dogs. Telling their dogs to keep quiet when I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let Rob know. <laughs> we're, we're playing the long con uh, but this isn't about pet parenting no not this time anyway um this is all about get out the 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 inception sound effects uh, we're gonna talk about rob's gonna talk about podcasting yeah on this podcast. On this podcast. And the, how not to podcast your yeah, podcast. How not to podcast for the first episode of this podcast. Of this podcast. Yeah. I have my <laughs> notebook. I am taking notes. <laughs> Great. For future episodes. Uh, so let's see. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, you've done, okay, you've done how many total? Uh, in... So it depends on how you want to count. I guess I've done... On my fingers. Okay. Then this will probably work out pretty well. Uh, so I've done... Uh, so going in order, I initially had a sort of variety show podcast that I did with a friend. So this is going back probably eight years now, uh, which 
is only two or three years after podcasts even started being a thing. Uh, so I was not in on the ground floor by any means, but was very actively like when podcasts came out, I was like, this is great. I love listening to things. I love, there's a lot of great comedy. Like comedy was one of the first things that really got going yeah. on podcasts. And I was like, this is awesome. I love comedy, uh, comedy death ray. And then later became comedy. Bang, bang was, was huge. Uh, so it's funny cause that's a show that's been going on so long. I've actually stopped listening to it. Not because I stopped liking it, but because, you know, eventually you're just like, I get what this is. I might listen to something <laughs> else now. Uh, it's comedy. They're banging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All is well. <laughs> but uh, so I'd, I'd been really drawn to it and I, I, I spent, uh, you know, I've been a musician for a long time and writ- written music for a long time and was getting kind of more into, I guess, kind of, you know, comedy and, and creative writing and things and like podcasting seemed like a very interesting because any pretty much anyone can make a podcast and since it's all audio if you have the ability to produce audio if you have the ability to produce music and stuff like that you can do like pretty ambitious things because you never have to actually make any of it in the sense that it would be something you could look at right you know it's all theater of the mind like you know a pod a, a radio play or a podcast or whatever um i kind of think of them interchangeably in my head now because you know they are all podcasts. Anything can come out as a podcast if it's audio. Yeah. All right. And there's video podcasts too. But, um, but you know, you can really pretty much do anything with a pretty modest budget. So my initial idea was to do a kind of uh, variety show. And then I went How much that. of it was juggling? Mostly juggling. Mostly See, juggling. This is, this is, this is, I wish you'd been there because I, I did not have the idea to do any sight gags on an audio podcast, which is really hilarious. Like, I think that would be great if every every installment there should have been like, and you now, oh, now he's eating fire and all this stuff. Um, Ooh, ah, burning. Uh, so, so there was that. And then I moved into doing kind of basically musicals. And I did three kind of one act musicals over the course of a, a few years. And then after doing a bunch of one off things, I thought about how can I do something that's kind of serialized? And so I started thinking about a couple of different ideas for serials. And then uh, I'd also started to get a bit more into improv and kind of doing comedy in a more formal way and like taking classes. And so I knew a lot more people. Around about that time, and this was now only like three or four years ago, I wanted to kind of resurrect the variety show idea. And then after that, I started getting into doing more kind of pure improv podcasts, which led into uh, the most recent podcast I was doing called Mouthfeels, uh, which still exists. Sam was on it. Uh, five times, seven, I think. yeah, five times. Uh, I'll I'll trust you on that. I, Each I don't one have, better than the last. I, yeah, I would agree. Uh, <laughs> no, they were all. You saying the first one wasn't any good? No, 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 no. Oh, I see how this you is like, going. You like led me. The, you like perfectly <laughs> set me up to do that. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, and, I'm waving uh, a flag that says "Gotcha" right at Rob, <laughs> but you guys can't see that. It's really beautifully embroidered. I put a lot of work into it. 
but that was definitely like my most successful in terms of like getting something off the ground and being consistent with it. Cause I did a hundred episodes of that. And then after a hundred, it felt like, Oh, that's pretty good. It's probably maybe, good round maybe do something else. Good round number, good place to get out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's like something like five or six or seven different things over the course of about eight years. Um, but, uh, to jump back to the beginning, uh, the first uh, podcast I did, I had this idea. Uh, basically, I had a friend in in, in college called uh, his name was Wade, and I, he was a really great, interesting writer in college. Uh, not that he's not a great, interesting writer now, but I remember thinking eight years ago, I was just like, because he kind of he'd kind of gone to he'd become kind of like a. A, uh, a rugged nature man. He was working in Texas and uh, working in the forestry pr- program and just kind of like being like this like rugged outdoor, I think firefighter uh, <laughs> or something. I know a lot one of, of the numerous outdoor activities. Yeah. Uh, um, but he wasn't really, you know, he had someone who had like produced, he was like one of the first people like I met who had like just produced his own thing. Like he would making zines and things like that. And I was like super impressed at the time. Cause like I was always just like someone, I have ideas for things, but actually doing things. What? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like a How lot of work. How do you get work. from A to anywhere? <laughs> How do I get from this nebulous cloud of ideas in my head to a finished product? It seems like there's no way. or is there or is there and so when I was thinking about doing a podcast I I kind of you know and I think at the time I was like trying to look for something that sort of I guess only I could do or would be unique and the idea of like doing a variety show so the way I conceived it was um and it was called the Golden Wade Powcast, which is like a basically a pun on my friend's name. Um, so, and it, retrospectively, that's a weird choice, right? It's like I'm going to produce this podcast. I'm going to name it about someone else, and I'm going to kind of force them to produce content for it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just wanted him to like make stuff like so much that I I kind of was like, well, if I decide to do this, maybe he'll just have to get on board with it. Um, but the way the show worked. Um, was that it was basically like different segments and I kind of hosted it. So I would like deliver a monologue. I would write some music to do a monologue over. And then I would do a kind of half improvised monologue to open the show. Oh, okay. And then it would switch to uh, kind of like some sort of like audio essay kind of kind of like this american lifestyle maybe uh, that that wade wade had made and he would record independently and send to me and i would cut that in and then i would cut in like you know that would kind of be bumpered with like songs i'd written like either new ones or i tried to have one new song for each installment but it would be songs that were you know from previous years things i had written before yeah and then i would have other things that i uh, produced like I, I did some interviews with friends pretending to be characters and just kind of like random stuff like that so it was just you know it was it was just like you know about 40 minutes to an hour of a bunch of different stuff in a way that I think flo- I mean I don't I don't think it's possible to even listen to this anymore I didn't save any of it <laughs> uh, but 
you know, it it was like it was like a kind of mm, lower budget, not exactly Prairie Home Companion, but or not exactly This American Life, but something in the vein of both of those things. Yeah. Um, I like doing the music for a monologue and then being like, I'll come up with a monologue to go over it. Yeah. It's very much, it it reminds me of the Jack Kirby way of writing comics. Hmm. Like normally you're starting with like the writer writes up a script of some variety and then the artist comes in. Well, with Jack Kirby, it was, he, he drew out the entire thing and then like lettered these word bubbles that he had already assigned. It was like, put some words in there, somebody. <laughs> but he, he did everything around it first. And then he was I, like, yeah, throw some words in. I had no idea. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it was a very Jack Kirby esque podcast. Uh, I think we did like three episodes, but um, I mean, as you can probably predict, kind of forcing someone to make a podcast and then relying on them for content doesn't work out. Like eventually my friend was not able to deliver. Uh, and you know, quite rightly, like I, I'd sort of put, not that he'd like, he agreed to do it, but like, it was very much, you know, I could tell it was just like, Oh, I'm just putting pressure on him to do this thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was it was fun. Like I liked doing that. I liked the idea of it. It was a fun thing to produce. Um you know, and then I thought about doing it again later. It never got very far. Uh but yeah. So that was a f- failure. <laughs> and <laughs> in large part because I think yeah, I think in, in part because, you know, uh having to rely on someone else and having to rely on someone who was not like physically in the same place. Yeah. Made it tough. And also the idea was way too ambitious, you know, it's a, it sounds like a lot of continually producing different varieties of independent content. Yeah. To put some of them together for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a lot of, of work and I liked doing it but it was just impossible to keep but like my initial goal had been to put one out a month and that proved too difficult like that yeah. was how like much work it was taking to you know do. i used to, i i the thing i would do for each show was i would do a cello based cover of a pop song and that was super fun but that took a long time too like to like arrange that and figure it out and then record all the parts like i did uh i want you back uh, by Jackson five. And then I did, uh, take me home tonight by Eddie money. And then, uh, for the third, actually only two episodes came out and there was a third episode that was mostly done, but never got finished. And for that one, I was doing bizarre love triangle, uh, bizarre love triangle. That's not how I say that bizarre love triangle. There we go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. It's important to emphasize how many angles there are. I just realized you ever like say something and you you're like, I've never said that like that before. Yeah. Yeah. I just have one of those. Um, well, we're, uh, we're going to do occasionally like a pick me up episode of this podcast where it's like, let's focus on something positive. Um, and I'm going to insist that one of them is you just play every cello cover of a pop song that you did. Sure. That'll be the entire episode. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm down. I, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I finished with that, that variety show podcast. And then I, how far in did that one get? How many episodes? Two came out and like three, there, there was a third, but it never really got finished. There was enough material for three. Um, and so I forget how much time passed after that, but I think pretty shortly after, like probably only a few months, I started to think, well, what if I did like a, um, a scripted like radio play musical podcast thing? Uh, <laughs> so you were like, man, that last podcast was too ambitious. Right. Let's let me do. let me bump it up a couple of notches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's get three ambitious. <laughs> Maybe leading into four ambitious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a yeah a, a silly idea for at, at least in terms of like wanting it to be something that I could uh, get out reasonably quickly. But um, but basically, my the idea was like, well, what if like once every two months I put out a like half hour radio play music, like basically like a one act musical that has yeah. like three, four songs in it. Um, and the reason I was really interested in it is like, I like writing songs that are for things. Like I like the idea of writing for musicals. Um, and the writing the script part was something that I started out just doing sort of begrudgingly. I was like, well, I want a thing to write songs for. So I guess I'll have to write a script. <laughs> but I like, guess people will say words around it, yeah. around my beautiful song. Um, and I ended up doing three of those over uh, probably the course of like two years. So I never got anywhere close to the like two months production time, which in retrospect is very reasonable because of course, right. Even writing a short musical is a long involved thing. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's like it, you're <laughs> dedicating the entire time to it. Yeah. Like, you know, like stuff that ends up on Broadway is like workshopped for half a decade. Only <laughs> half of one? Yeah. If not a full decade. Like, you know, stuff takes time. Um, uh, but yeah, so I did. Uh, so the the kind of the series title was, uh, what was it called? It was Bertram Stalton's Finally Casted Pod was... It was like it was like like masterpiece theater presents blah blah blah. Bertrand Stalton's finally casted pod presents. But where blah. did you get the name Bertrand Stalton? Uh, that is my name with the syllables reversed. Instead of Robert Tunstall, it's Bertrand Stalton. Uh, it's a nickname a friend gave me, and then Bertrand Stalton sounds like the fanciest name. And so I was trying to think of like what's a. Fine- it does. It sounds like you would have your own cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I was like, "What's a fancy way of saying it? like Bertram Stolton's finally casted pod?" And that was the voice that I announced. Like that was the kind of narrator voice. Yeah. That brought it in. So I did three of those. Uh, the first one was called uh, Darf Balloon. D A R F Balloon. Standard spelling. And <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was basically it. it, it the story was about a boy with a ridiculous name. His name is Darth Balloon, and he resents his ridiculous name. But he has an eccentric father who only decided to have a child because he thought of an eccentric name to give him. So Darth Balloon has like a kind of existential crisis where he hates his name, but it's like the only reason he exists. Uh, 
you got heavy real fast. Right. And so it was a way of like, kind of like, I kind of envisioned it as like sort of like a children's book type of story where it was like a way of introducing philosophical concepts, actually philosophical concepts around the arguments for and against the existence of God. How would we want to introduce those to children? Uh, Because when I think of a fluff plot to put around some songs, that is exactly the direction I go in. Exactly. That was the direction I went. Uh, So, uh, and so I made that. It had... Uh, yeah, three, I think three or four songs in it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Made it with some friends. Uh, I liked it. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can. I don't know. Again, might not exist anywhere. Like it's, it's funny. Uh, shame digital in a lot of ways, uh, digital uh, kind of storage methods mean that it's a lot harder to keep track of things and preserve them. Uh, I find folders very helpful. Yeah, but I don't know how to. Yeah, if I put it on a cassette tape and then put it in a folder, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just meant a digital folder. Just like make a folder on your desktop. Yeah, but that was so that was one in that series. The second one was called Hot Swap My Heart. Uh, I think I could let you hear that because I think I do have that. Um, and that was about, uh, basically a lot of like my anxieties about like, uh, dating. But then I wrote a funny song, some songs about it and it, it all like took place like within one bar. Um, yeah. And then I did, after that I did... Uh, a parody of basically this was, I think this was around the time that the first Sharknado came out and I was like trying to like get ahead of the sci-fi channel and think what, what's the like, what other animals and uh, natural disasters can they combine? And so I made, Oh, they have all of them now. Now they've done a lot, but I don't think they've ever done Tsuna meerkat, which is a tsunami of meerkats. I haven't checked out their channel listings recently, but yeah. now I'm gonna. Uh, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun, but uh, it was also like it was kind of like uh, the breaking point for this kind of concept and idea of doing these like big scale or even small scale really musicals because uh, that was quite a bit longer than the other ones, and I basically like reached the point where I. I basically just had to finish it or it was never going to get done. And I just cut like an entire song out. Like there was meant to be one more song at the end. And I was just like, I, if I make myself write this other song, it's going to take two more months to finish this. And I can't (laughs) handle that because I'd been working, I'd been working on it for way too long. I think I took like almost an entire year to make it. And I was just like, I, I gotta get this done or else I'm going to, I'm going to get like, it was either I finish it now or I never finish it. <laughs> That's how it felt. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> yeah. 
So, can I hear that one? Uh, maybe that's one I think. All right, let's pull up the file. <laughs> like right now, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Beep, boop, boop, boop. uh, we can put links to all these in the show notes or something. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Maybe if the I'll find somewhere to put them online, make up one if you don't have them, or just uh, put people can email me personally and I will send <laughs> them the file. Uh, <laughs> That seems can, like a can, fine way to handle it. You can give out your email if you want. I'm not going to stop you. Um, so again, I mean, I guess the lesson from that was, again, it's just like, yeah, maybe dial it down. Maybe, you know, if like if there was some way to consistently deliver what I was doing, and that was like my original plan. I was like, I could put out six of these a year. And then instead I put out three over the course of two years. It's not as good. Um, <laughs> But again, it was just like way too ambitious. And also do I, I didn't have enough. Like I had people who were helping me in the sense that they were acting in it, but I had no one helping on the production end. Hmm. And I think that would have been invaluable if I got anyone else to like, because having to write the scripts and write all the songs and record all of the at least the parts for the songs the the instruments and then the the vocal parts if i was the one singing that song and then editing all of that together was just it was just way too much for one person to do with any speed you know yeah yeah and so yeah i guess big lesson there beyond the kind of ambition thing which i should have already known uh was hey don't try and do all of it yourself like collaboration is good not i mean i wasn't opposed to collaboration either i just didn't know anyone because i've always been i've always been a person who sits in the room with the headphones on and makes weird stuff but that doesn't (laughs) help you find other people to make weird stuff with you know not unless you just invite people into your home you there (laughs) hey do do you like headphones (laughs) you look like a man with ears yeah uh so did you learn to make stuff with other people? After uh, that, Rob? I mean, I know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I did eventually, but not immediately. Uh, because So after that, I, I guess I thought that the reason it had been too hard was that the things were one offs. And I was like, well, what if I did this, but it was a series. So each installment of it was just building on the last one rather than like, okay, I make this thing and then I have to make an entirely new thing. It's just like, what if we have a persistent world with characters who carry over? Oh yeah. It was, it was the plot continuity that was the trouble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess, I guess that's what I thought. But, uh, so I started, well, okay, so I basically had the idea for a podcast called Shark Facts. Shark Facts! Without really knowing what that meant. Like, I just got the idea for the title, and I was like, Shark Facts, undersea researchers, something. Go like, like, in my head, I was just like, this could be anything. It could be, like... It could have story elements, but I could also just answer letters from people who would write in to the podcast because that's going to happen. Asking about sharks. Asking about sharks. And I would give fake facts about them. I don't know. Could have fake letters. Give um, fake facts to fake letters. Uh, asking questions about sharks. And as I like started to write it out, it stopped being a variety thing and started just being like a completely scripted thing. Um, 
and I got, I got, I think I probably wrote like two full episodes that would probably be like a half hour each and, uh, pretty different from, so that's the thing I'm still working on today in a fairly different form. It's great. Everybody I have read, what do you have? Six? Six. Yeah. Yeah. I've read all of them. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Rob ever gets off his ass and makes it. (laughs) It's okay, everyone. I bully him daily about when he's going to get this done. Uh, But so I started, I like, I probably started writing it like literally like six years ago now, or maybe only five. I don't know. But it's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. Uh, And like the first two episodes I wrote, like the first episode I wrote involved a lot of stuff with Robin Williams and Robbie Williams being transferred into shark bodies as part of a new drug rehab program they're doing. But the thing is, I dragged my feet for so long that Robin Williams died. <laughs> and I was like... And it was just a big bummer. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. Um and so I kind of wouldn't it have been worse if you started it. Yeah. If it had come he, out and, and then, then it happened. So it's like, that's kind of like, hey. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, and I was working out for a while and I have a friend who I work with, um, who's a very good writer, uh, a friend of mine named Steven. And I was talking to him about, you know, the stuff I do. And he was saying, you know, you should do something related to video games somehow like you should kind of tap into that world because I think that could give you some kind of audience and so and that actually gave me a really good idea so I kind of tabled shark facts and I was like I'm gonna do this thing I never came up with a name for it but it's basically like like if you imagine that so it would take place within an 8-bit video game world and it would be like these like I think I didn't really I don't think I ever got got names for them but it was like some kind of like Contra-esque or Metroid-esque game that had two characters in it like that's been around in balls Sure 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 yeah. That's, a, that's all I really have gotten out of Metroid. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, spinning around <laughs> in balls. Uh, like I don't know, they're like named Bit and Bop and like one of them leaves the world because they want to see what more advanced video games are like. So they go up into the 16-bit world and the 32-bit world and then from there beyond. And the other one stays behind, but then decides to go looking for them. And so it'd be following that character, her journey. I think it was her. I think I decided it was going to be her. Following them through, like, their neighbor character, but they go into a more advanced world. And then uh, I think the kind of the place I was planning on ending up with where it would get into, like, MMOs and like World of Warcraft and that would be the first place that like player characters like human players are really in the world and basically a video game character being disgusted by how people real people act in video games and just being like this is awful and going back Uh, and so I wrote a bit of that and I was like writing music for that and then uh, this was about the time I was starting to get into doing more kind of like formal comedy stuff like doing improv and stuff and getting to know people like that. And then I decided actually I should revive this like uh variety show idea. Uh, and I was thinking of it in a way that would be structured more like the Muppet show. Cause you know how the Muppet show had like stuff happening backstage 
and that had like a plot running through it. Like there was like a kind of like, here's the drama backstage this week. And then it would have these segments that are unrelated or just like variety show segments that are happening on stage. I don't think I ever actually watched the Muppet show. It's good. It's good. And that's, you know, basically what it's like, but the idea was like, all right, it's like there's this live variety show being recorded and there's stuff happening backstage and then there's stuff happening on stage and the onstage stuff can be anything. So the onstage stuff could actually be produced by other people like bands. I know just, Hey, send me a song or juggling or juggling. Yeah. Or, a or a sketch or, or like sketch, you know, like someone writes a sketch like that can be recorded yeah. and just slotted in there. And I was like, because my idea was like, all right, this time to make it work, I'm not going to have to produce all the content. I'll just get other people to do it for me. Like, you know, like people who want like, you know, because I know like a lot of musicians and they'd be like, well, this is a cool like thing that, you know, your music could be in. I mean, yeah. no one's listening to it yet, but maybe someday someone will. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, and but, but so basically... I was going through a period where I was like, had a lot of ideas and was having a tough time getting any of them started. Um, cut to about 18 months ago. And I bought on Etsy a microphone that is made out of a hand telephone uh, receiver. So when you talk into it, it sounds exactly like you're on the phone. And that gave me an idea because I was like, hey, I've done improv for a while now and I'm not great at it, but I'm not terrible at it either. And I like doing extemporaneous, like, I don't know, like uh, extemporaneous uh, kind of monologuing. And I like doing conversations between two characters by myself. And so it came up with the idea. was like, I could host my own radio show. I could do improvised like sketches as like the host of a radio show and the callers in. Um, and basically that idea turned into the podcast that I did for hundred episodes called, called mouth deals. Um, and basically the premise most of the time was either it was a fake radio show, a fake call and radio show of yeah. some variety, or it was an absurd phone call. Or an absurd over-the-phone service. Like I did one with my friend, uh, JB, JB Hanna, uh, who I did. Uh, he was probably on like 30 of the episodes. He was my... He's on a lot of them. Yeah. He was one of my my big uh, collaborators and uh, still is a future collaborator as well. Um, <laughs> but we... <laughs> Don't let him think you're cutting him off right now. Never cutting him off, JB. We're going to, we're going straight to the moon. Literally. We're getting <laughs> we're, not making, into- <laughs> we're not making any stops on the way. So no. make sure you piss before we take off. Yeah. 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 Do not piss in my rocket. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I was just going to say an example is like, we did like the landline version of okay Cupid. So like, it was like me calling him and him setting up a profile for me. And then, you know, it went from there. Absurd stuff. Mouth deals. Wherever you find podcasts. Uh, stop doing it, but 100 episodes exist. There's yeah. some really great stuff in there. Yeah. Go listen to my personal favorite, Love Quest. Love Quest. Uh, Love Quest is probably my personal favorite, too. It's and that's so the JB good. one, too. <laughs> so how, would, how would you describe that one? Uh, Love Quest is uh, it's a, a kind of low-tech dating sim that you play over the phone. <laughs> 
yes yeah. <laughs> it is like i knew that already but i wanted rob to explain it in a way that was better than me being like funny stuff <laughs> um but so the reason like i like so mouthfeels by far is like the most successful out of you know my apparently years-long quest to do a podcast your pod quest <laughs> my pod quest yeah <laughs> uh and I think part of it was that, um, you know, I leaned very heavily into the improv aspect, uh, which made it easy to come up with content week on week. Not, takes out the prep time. Takes out all of the prep time. except Literally I mean, all of it. You know, I mean, except, you except, yeah, except for scheduling and then like coming up with like the initial like idea of like, what is the, cause like, you know, we wouldn't start from nothing. We would start with like, okay, we have a concept yeah, and then we just go, yeah. um, and another big reason, so I had been working a lot on Shark Facts. I went back to working on Shark Facts a lot, and now I'm doing that a lot again, too. But yeah, as I was working on it, I, I started to realize I need something to, like, it was kind of killing me that I was working on something that was such a long-term project and had nothing to show for it. that I was like, I desperately wanted something to come out. <laughs> And like doing mouth deals and doing an improv podcast and doing it every week, like scratch that itch because every week I had something to edit. I had something usually to make some small amount of music for yeah, and like do the final mixing and then put out. And it was just like, it was so, it was like Pavlovian in how satisfying it was and also a great way to hone a bunch of, of skills. Like, like I got to, you know, try different, you know, musical, I'd like, I did a couple of, uh, installments that were this fake radio show called surrounded by sounds or my friend, uh, James Katika, who you may know, he's another improv. I person. do. Yeah. And I know because he shit, what's that college called in Pullman? Which one is that? I should know, I don't know. because I, cause he, that's where, that's where he went to school. Um, and I was at Gonzaga in Spokane and our different improv groups would like travel to the other school hmm. and we would do like competition things. So I actually, um, he was in the second show I ever did when we traveled down to Pullman and, uh, played against them. I swear to God, this is the right person. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I distinctly remember, uh, shooting him. He was playing a baby what? deer and I just fucking <laughs> shot him. <laughs> well. It was one of those line games where you, you're supposed to like jump out and like make a better point than the last person. I don't know how. <laughs> and uh, you made the best point, which is a point. bullet. <laughs> he was trying to get like sympathy for something or something. <laughs> oh no. His impression of a baby deer is beautiful. I uh, I believe it. Uh, and we, so we did these, uh, we did this show called surrounded by sounds a couple of times on mouthfeels and, uh, basically he would host like an NPR style interview with a, a fake musician that I would play and we would throw the songs that didn't exist and just be quiet for a second and then come back and react to them. And then after <laughs> that, I would go and write the songs and cut them in. And that was so much fun. <laughs> like that sounds great and it was like and it was great like in the moment like as he would be describing a crazy thing and i'd just be like looking at him and being like you motherfucker i have to make that now 
<laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. He was curbying you. Yeah, exactly. He was. <laughs> I'm just going to leave a letter in this bubble and I expect you to fill it. Um, yeah, but that was, that was super fun. Uh, and you know, uh, why did I stop doing it? <laughs> you might ask. Uh, and I think, I don't know. I mean, like, again, it was kind of the am- ambition problem. Cause like, at least I had like cut out the need to write scripts beforehand, but everything you, you else. You just put all the writing afterward. <laughs> yeah. In some cases, that is what I did. And like basically, edit, like I edited so much that it basically was like writing in to some extent. Yeah. Um, like I, especially like the episodes that I did entirely by myself, like it's like, it's a strain of language to call them improv. It's more like very quickly written sketch because I would edit it so much afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, just kind of got burned out on like the need to just the edit, like have like there was never a show where I like, all right, recorded it. Now we're done. And now it could go out. Never happens. It's just like, <laughs> no, I've got to add all this stuff. And yeah, I was like obsessive about like, you know, I was like, maybe it's funnier if this reaction happens slightly faster than it did in real time. So I'm going to tweak it and push it a bit this way. And actually maybe it's funnier if there is a bigger pause here and getting really like micro, which was fun. And like, I feel like that stuff that's going to really help in future editing, future scripted stuff, like finding like the ideal timings for like humor to (laughs) to occur. Uh, But yeah. This podcast is is us training Rob to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. We turn it on and it goes. <laughs> and then he's like, there was a really long pause. Do you want that taken out? No. That's, there, that's what happened. It's been so. Leave it in there. Yeah. It's been so interesting, like sending you the files of the, is it? I'm, oh, no. I've now, now they know that even though this is the first episode <laughs> coming out, other ones have been recorded. Oh, no. I ruined the illusion. <laughs> Oh no, it's technically the first, but it's happened out of order. Oh no. Well, to to explain it and keep it on theme, we recorded Mm -hmm. the first one first. Right. And then went back to it afterward and we're like, "Mm, this ain't right. No. This isn't how this is supposed to go. So we've already fucked it up. You're welcome. And now we're, but now we're we it had, was also a different subject too. We did it was not a different script subject, this beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that subject? Well, dear listener, you may never know. You may never know. It wasn't anything like weird. It, was, it, <laughs> we no, it wasn't that. it wasn't like <laughs> crazy. It was just knowing that we are going to record something again, it would feel weird to do the same topic and try to sound like talking off <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah. 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 Uh I think I have a bunch of like strong opinions about podcasts. Yes, I specifically wrote down the word strong opinions with an arrow pointed here. I'm going to put another arrow on the other side to emphasize how strong they are. So (laughs) tell us your strong opinions, strong man. Uh, So part of like, so part of doing mouth deals that bear me out was like how much work it was, but also part of it was like how, hard it is to get people to like listen oh yeah so so hard uh <laughs> and how hard it is to get like people like i don't know like 
it was like, you know, I did a lot of, you know, promotion of it and I spent like money on promotion of it occasionally and like just never really saw a return and, and like, it was like hard to get people who were on it even to promote it, which like was the most, <laughs> you're, like, you're looking at me pretty intently, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if you promoted that. I have no idea. I always did. Uh, well, great. Um, but you know, it was just like, even people who like said they were, were going to wouldn't do it. And you'd be like, well, can I bug them about it again? And like, and then start to like, feel like kind of like weird in my head about it. And yeah, I don't know. it was just like, if I could have like gotten to a place where it's just like, I'm making a show I want to make and I think it's fun and that's enough, but it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> even if, even if it is like, the majority of it even if you could technically say to somebody this is enough yeah it's not it's not or you wouldn't be putting it in a medium that other people listen to and it's also like it's a little depressing because eventually you're like i think this is good but not many people seem to agree so maybe i'm wrong I run into this constantly. I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. Yeah. I do for everyone who doesn't know me. Um, I do lots of improv and sketch comedy. And actually up until like two months ago, all of it mm-hmm. is independently produced by me. Mm-hmm. So it's that same, like all of the marketing and promotion and yeah. drawing an audience. And is if on I may, you. it's very good. Oh, thanks. Sam does really good work. Thanks. You, you should you all go should see. Go see stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but it's that same thing where like all if you, if you, <laughs> if you make something, no matter how much you like it just for what it is, yeah. if other people don't see it, you're like, no one has faith in me now i don't either and the world is cold and terrible and i'm never gonna do a fake dog show again yeah until you do it again yeah and then you hope people see it everyone loved your fake dog everyone who saw your fake dogs who loved it that's the thing that that (laughs) was that was a prime example of something that i loved and i thought was great and the people who saw it liked it, yeah. but there weren't a ton of those not. people. And I feel the same way about mouth deals where I'm like, I feel like if I could get more people to just press play once, <laughs> one just time. one time, <laughs> but it's hard. I get it. Cause who the fuck am I? Why would You're they? Rob. I know, but who's that? There's no one. It's why? You. Why would they? Like, I'm on their side. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the mirror and I look at me and I and say, like, who the who fuck do you think do you, you are? <laughs> think you are. What? Don't look at me. <laughs> don't, don't you look at me like that. Don't look. I, well, now that I'm not looking, I can't tell if he's looking. It's, it's tough. Better, it's, it's tough. better that way. Braiding the man in the mirror. Uh, I don't know. 
and I think that's like part of why I had to stop doing this. Like, I was like, oh, I feel bitter. Like, it's like tough to like do something and like just like everything about it's making me mad. I'm like, like if the show's not, if the show's not, like if I do an installment of it and it wasn't, I didn't think it was that good. I was just like, oh, I should stop doing this. I'm out of idea. I've got nothing. If I did an installment of it and I thought it was great, I would just get mad about how there weren't lots of people listening to it. <laughs> So, <laughs> I have no two way. settings, sad and mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you got, you have to like what you're doing. I discovered very early on in all areas. One, I don't like doing what other people tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm don't just don't bother to make things that you think other people are going to like. Yeah. Unless you really want to go 150% whole hog, I am in this just to get other people to look at it or listen to it. Yeah. Otherwise, do something that you enjoy and try and make the audience part of it an afterthought. It'll, fair warning, it'll never work. Right. (laughs) But you'll get pretty close. You'll get from like, this is useless unless people see it to. 80% of this is because I find this satisfying and I like the product and 20% is I'm going to fall apart if no one looks at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's a good, good ratio of falling apart to not like a good, Mm -hmm. good brisket. You know, it comes out in a whole chunk. I mean, the moment you touch it with a fork, it just oh, melts. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and that, but yeah, you have the illusion of <laughs> solid. So that's a okay. What I'm what I'm telling you is that the yeah. the most perfect example of artistic genius is a brisket. brisket. We're showing you one right now. You can't see it. But goddamn, is that a good looking brisket? Look, I'm juggling these briskets. He's juggling. It smells so good in here. Yeah. It smells like juggling brisket. <laughs> but it's really well made, so it's starting to fall apart. Listen, I'm juggling brisket and I'm the sheriff of this here town. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> oh, it was improv the whole time. Improv. We didn't script any of this. Mm. Uh. Rob's not even a person. <laughs> he's he's a tangerine. All of this has been fooling you not even a little. It's all been the dream of a tangerine. All been the dream to um, tangerine dream. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the no, this is this is the exact opposite of everything that I said. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Big. <laughs> what are my big takeaways? What are your big as a veteran, medium and or not small successful takeaways? podcaster <laughs> <laughs> to a fledgling, hopefully very successful podcaster? Uh, let's see. One. Don't be too ambitious. I think I think we're good. We're I think good. We're we've good. got a good level of ambition. Good. It's all about sharing what we already have. Uh, two, uh, collaborate. Doing it. Doing it right now. Two hundred percent right now. Three, have 
a unique but cogent theme that is simple to explain and ex- execute. Doing it. I Doing think. it? Yeah, I would Are say we? so. Okay. I mean, I think... I can't judge my own work. This is a... Yeah. Here's what you don't do. Podcast about people's failures. Yeah. You know, it's got a built-in format. Got a good elevator pitch going. Yeah, good elevator pitch. I feel like that's like the mistake that a lot of people make with podcasts is like, it's like crucial that your idea is easy enough to execute on like every week. Yeah. But I feel like people don't get creative enough with that aspect. Cause I think there's a lot of things that could be that easy to do. And I think a lot of people are just like, Hey, show X doesn't have a recap show yet. So let's do that. Where it's like, I think there's lots of other like things that, could be done as easily and are also different enough that you'll stand out. Now I want to, I want to do a future cap show. And instead of recapping episodes of a show, we spend the whole time guessing (laughs) Guessing, what's going to happen in the next one, (laughs) but it's like not in the future of the series, just laying out what we guess the entirety of the next episode is going to be. Yeah. So look for that one coming out soon, but it's like, like you could totally see uh, like Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark being like being like, oh. let's do a recap show of forensic files. But they didn't do that. They did something that's, you know, one step removed from that. Yeah. And that so, made it sometimes so they unique. recap. I survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're just oh, God. I love them so much. Yeah. Everyone go listen to my favorite murder. It's a great podcast. unless you can't handle um Murders. descriptions of true Murder. crime yeah. stuff because it gets pretty graphic yeah um so yeah uh <laughs> that's me uh the opinion <laughs> of someone who no one should listen to perhaps <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great way to write <laughs> based on everything i've said uh, i want you to listen hey, to me, but i'm gonna tell you not to listen i've done a I've been doing this for a long time and have nothing to show for it. So <laughs> why don't you listen to me? <laughs> hey, go listen to Love Quest and then tell him that he doesn't have anything to show for That's it. That's true. I will I'll take Love Quest to my grave. Uh Shark Facts is gonna be really good. Yeah. When it's look for done. it in fall of twenty eighteen, let's say. Look for it in Oops. ears. Look for it in your here here for it. Here for it. In your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Just anytime, if you hear a breeze through the trees, that's shark facts. I just ran into my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Rob just punched himself in the face. I have to keep looking back to look at the levels. But, but I want to see, I don't have a setup where I can look at you and the levels. This is, people don't need to notice. Who cares? I think we should de- describe the rest of the room. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a cello. Yep. There's th- two guitars sure. and a bass. Yep. And a mandolin case. Yep. Which I can assume has a mandolin inside, but I won't. Okay. It does. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, there's a couch. Uh-huh. Very firm cushions on the couch. It's good. It's got good bounce. Um, there's a large window, which mm-hmm. is real nice. Um, there's a Maria Bamford poster. Yep. Got a 
desk setup is uh, maybe Ikea. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> you knocked on it. <laughs> like if it's solid, yep. Um, yeah. got a nice large <laughs> TV. Um, you've got a, like a three legged lamp with a yeah. scalloped paper shade. It's pretty cool. I gotta um, say, I admire your commitment to this bit, but I'm also unsure why it's happening. Um, I did a 35 minute dog show with three people, and you think I'm not gonna take the time to describe the entirety of your apartment? The drapes are brown. Yep. There's a there's like a patchwork thing hanging on the wall. It's like it's like a useful tapestry. It's got pockets. I don't know what's in them. I've never actually taken a minute to look at that thing before. There's some of those sound tiles on the wall. Mm. There's two more guitar cases. There's a music stand. There's yep. some sort of game thing in the back. Yeah, uh, Karams. It's a Karams board. That's. I bet that's a game. It is. It's a <laughs> game uh, most played in India, I think. It's fun. You flick discs into other discs. Try nice. to get them in the pockets. I like that. It's like pool-ish. I like the sound. We're gonna we're gonna play that on one of these episodes. Sure. <laughs> You're gonna listen to us playing <laughs> mini air hockey. Yeah. It's like that combined with pool. It's like air hockey, but pool. Mm. In a way. Sounds good. Yeah. Anything else you need to know about <laughs> podcasting? I'm sure there's a lot I need to know. But uh, I mean, I imagine we'll find out some of it in those episodes it's coming about after this. The journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. But man, wouldn't it be nice if that were a nice destination? Because I mean, journeys <laughs> are great and all. But let's get somewhere cool. Mm-hmm. We will. You will join us. Follow us happen upon us on the street give us a ride <laughs> we'll stop i promise if we stop at burger king like i'll i'll cover it but uh, only burger king uh, okay well you know actually i don't know where a burger king is man i was, I was just thinking that. i was like where's the burger king around not close enough yeah, any any drive-through scenario okay if we stop for food Mm-hmm. As you give us a ride on your earballs through the road of podcast life, mm-hmm. um, I will pick up the tab on that. And that includes if you get like a little milkshake thing too. I'm not going to restrict you. Like you can get, you can get a full value meal like with drink and you can get an additional dessert based drink. Okay. That's a good deal, folks. That's, that's a you good deal. <laughs> If you don't listen to episode two now, well, then who the fuck do you think you are? Are you yeah. too good for a milkshake? Are you me in the mirror? <laughs> go go to your mirror and berate yourself just a little bit. Pick a thing that you're not happy with. Complain about it. Realize how silly it is and then feel better. Okay. Yeah, done. All right. Well, you guys have your homework. Um, we'll be grading those next week when we come back 
Thanks, Rob, for sharing your experiences with us. You'll hear Rob more later on um, in other episodes, just not nearly as much. Yeah. Um, Because he has to mind the store (laughs) while we're gabalabbing over on the other side of the table. Oh, there's a table. It's round. It's wood. (laughs) Come with us next week. There's what you don't do. There's what you don't do.